Good morning and happy Tuesday to you. I'm Adam Wright. You are listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. It's a new day, a new episode, and a new week even. We were supposed to be with you yesterday, but the uh, ice had something to do with that. You know, we had a a great show planned yesterday. We were going to go on the road and do the show live on location for Catholic Schools Week. Let's begin our morning together in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, every day we uh, offer you that reminder that you can always catch us on the podcast version of this show after the fact. But today I want to give a shout out to the podcast listeners and say, you know, you can catch us every Monday through Friday live in the 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. hour central time, 7 to 8 a.m. Monday through Friday. And if you don't live in the listening area, you can listen live online at ourcatholicradio.org or download the Covenant Network app. You can listen to us live there. Uh, there's some things we do on the live show that we don't do on the podcast. And uh, so you, you maybe you should give that a thought, podcast listeners. Ourcatholicradio.org to find your station or to tune in or just download the Covenant Network app. Today on the show, we are going to continue our conversation with Father Wade Menezes about New Year's resolutions. Today, we're going to be looking at some spiritual resolutions. We're also going to be revisiting Father Lawrence Carney. Father was with us last week to talk about St. Francis de Sales. Well, today... You know, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm really jazzed about the Holy Face Devotion, and he has a whole book on the Holy Face Devotion, so we're going to speak with him about that. For our radio listeners, see, those of you on the podcast, you don't get this. you got to tune in on the radio. Now, we give you some things, too, that the radio listeners don't get, but for the radio listeners, we're going to continue walking through the Mass with Father Kirby and his uh, series that he shared with us. Today, we're going to dive into the Liturgy of the Word. All of that, plus the Daily Dose of Encouragement, Saint of the Day, and more here on Roadmap to Heaven. But first, we go now to Mike Roberts. Today is the memorial of St. John Bosco. Born in 1815 on the island of Sardinia, he was the youngest son of Francesco and Margarita, who were farmhands. When John was two, his father died, leaving his mother alone to care for her three boys. Though it was a struggle, the family was able to get by, and guided by Margarita, they remained firm in their faith, so much so that Margarita was declared venerable in 2006. When he was nine, John had the first in a series of dreams that he would experience for the rest of his life. In this first dream, he saw a great number of boys playing roughly and cursing, but in the midst of them was a gentle, strong man who said to John Bosco, you will win these friends of yours, not with blows, but with gentleness and kindness. Then a beautiful, graceful lady appeared and showed him a field of wild animals that turned into lambs. She told him, this is your field. This is where you will work. These visions helped inspire John to become a priest so he could work with poor young boys who had no guidance. He was ordained in 1841. Soon he met a boy named Bartholomew Girelli, who along with several of his friends was homeless. John taught them catechism, games, and showed them how to be respectful and strong while also being kind. Soon, the number of boys John was teaching increased. He opened the Oratory of St. Francis to sales for boys and received donations from several wealthy and well-connected patrons, and this allowed John to provide workshops teaching the boys shoemaking and tailoring. In 1856, 
there were more than 150 boys in the oratory, and he added a printing press so they could publish pamphlets about catechism and the Catholic journey. In 1859, encouraged by Pope Pius IX, John gathered 17 men and founded the Salesians, whose focus was on education and mission work. Soon, he would form the Salesian Sisters to help girls. St. John Bosco, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed Friday. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. We were privileged a few weeks ago to speak with Father Kent Pullman about the Holy Face devotion. And it I, I don't know about you, but when we came out of that segment, I was thirsty for more. And last week, we were able to connect with Father Lawrence Carney, a priest of the Diocese of Wichita in Kansas. We were speaking about St. Francis de Sales. Well, I've come to find out that Father Carney has an entire book on the Holy Face called The Secret of the Holy Face, The Devotion Destined to Save society. So uh, first off, Father, it's good to have you back with us here on Roadmap to Heaven. Uh, And second, I'm so excited for this topic. I mean, we've already heard about the Golden Arrow Prayer and the different ways we can keep this devotion, but it's been a few weeks, so I'm ready for another primer, and how how blessed we are to have you with us today. Thanks for having me back, Adam. I love this topic. So now we're going to start here with what some may say is a very bold statement on the cover of the book, the devotion destined to save society. When we spoke about the Holy Face devotion a few weeks ago, one of the things that uh, Father Pullman was reminding us was that this was specifically a prayer for our country. Why do you say it's the devotion destined to save society? Yeah, Adam, well, first of all, Pope Blessed Pius IX was exiled by the Freemasons in 1849 or 1848, I always forget. And when he was in Gaeta, he commanded all the pastors in Rome to do reparation for this because he was about to lose the Papal States at that time, and his life was in great jeopardy. And so he had the Vela Veronica displayed in St. Peter's Basilica, and there was a miracle that happened there, Adam. And it was such a miracle that they had an actuary notary come and, and confirm that it was a miracle. And the canons in, in the church even saw it. Well, the miracle was that the Vela Veronica, which was very dark, you couldn't really see the features. There was a, a thin piece of silk on the front that began to take the form of the face. And there was a, a death-like hue, a light behind it. And his, his eyes were very deep sunken. And this was recorded as a miracle. All the Italians heard the bells, came, and they saw it, and it was a talk of the town of Rome for months. And this miracle was drawn up by artists, and copies were sent on linen and touched to this bell and to the spear of Longitudus, and they were sent all over Europe. And one of them went to Tours, France, and Venerable Leo de Pont took it in his room, and he burnt an, uh, an, a light day and night, and at one point, people started to come to get healing, and there were 6,000 certified miracles. That means that doctors said there's no physical way that these people were healed. This was truly a spiritual phenomenon. So to answer your question, Pope Blessed Pius IX, he heard about this prodigy going on with Venerable Leo de Pont performing all these miracles, and he said that reparation is destined to save society. And so that's why I put that in my book, because the Arch Confraternity of the Holy Face has for its object reparation. 
to repair the damage between our human family and God. And so why is this devotion destined to save society? It gets very, I can't get into all of it, but the very summary is that Jesus began to appear to Sister Mary St. Peter, who was a friend of Venerable Leo de Pont in the 1840s, and Jesus told her, my father is very uh, angry at the human race for two sins, blasphemy and profanation of Sundays, the holy days and obligations. So here's the key. Jesus said, my father is going to punish the human race, not so much with the elements, but with revolutionary men. So let that sink in for a minute. Since the 1840s, there's been a revolution against God and his church. And guess what? God the Father is sending that to us as the quickest way in his permissive will to bring about the greatest good, which, in my opinion, will be the triumph of the Immaculate Heart and the triumph of the Catholic Church. And so this devotion of reparation is what our Father in Heaven told Sister Mary St. Peter and Sister Mary St. Peter's little little pot. This is going to be the blueprint of how to get yourselves out from underneath the revolutionists, communists, Freemasons, the fascists, and all the isms, all the revolution. And I'll tell you, when people get into this, Adam, it's, it's a devotion for a time because that's what the Pope said. We're in such a dire times that good Catholics that are suffering, they, they want something from heaven that is legit, that they can do. And they know that they're not spinning their wheels, that they're actually doing something, doing what our Lord told Sister Mary St. Peter to do. So there's a whole arch confraternity canonically established by a Pope, Pope Leo XIII, that's got this whole devotion. So it's so solid. It's got all its canonical underpinnings. I'll stop talking there for a minute. This is a good time to pause in our conversation with Father Carney and take a break. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Don't go anywhere. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Adam Wright for Covenant Network. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to hit like and subscribe. And while you're at it, share it with your friends. And now back to the Roadmap to Heaven podcast. We are back and we're talking with Father Lawrence Carney this morning about the Holy Face devotion. And you know, it seems to me, one of the things I I remember very much from our first conversation on the Holy Face with Father Pullman a few weeks ago was the point he made that the sins against the first three commandments, you know, not that the other seven commandments are unimportant or sins against those are light. Those can also be very, very grave sins, but even more so the sins against the first three commandments because they are directly against God. And I think of the Old Testament, what happens when you go against God? It it doesn't go well for you. And so I'm hearing what you're saying about the Holy Face devotion. I hear what our Blessed Mother tells us through the children at Fatima and the other apparitions, what Pope Leo XIII has written extensively about the importance of the rosary. And I'm saying to myself, Adam, if at a minimum, Sunday Mass and the sacraments, the daily rosary, and now the Holy Face devotion aren't part of your routine. What are you doing? Yeah. And so as I'm researching this, got the inspiration, we need to get a million people to enroll in this confraternity because I don't know what the number is that God has in mind to overthrow the demonic, you know, irreverence and um, blasphemies that we're getting and just the idolatry. So Getting a million people uh, into this was something that really got me fired up because I say this all the time. There was Blessed Alan de la Roche who promoted the Holy Rosary. You know, St. Dominic started it as we know it, and it almost died. 
and, and Blessed Allen de la Roche in 1475, he passed away, but he brought 100,000 people, 100,000 people into the confraternity of the Holy Rosary. And this devotion, I think we can get a million because technology, like he didn't have. So as a priest, like I'm so glad Father Kent Pullman, he's definitely a priest that's excited about this. This devotion was actually spearheaded and led by Daas and priests. It was led by a chapter of canons and tours. So if any priests are listening to this and you're Daas and priests, this devotion is something that I think will fire you up because it gives you a plan of how to be devoted to the holy face, to let God fight the war for us, and to beg him like the children did in Israel when they were slaves to the Egyptians. If we just start to be the best Christians, the best Catholics we can be, then let God take the rest over and, and stop committing sins against the first three commandments, we'll be in a lot better shape. I mean, we should adore him as he wants to be adored. Pray for greater reverence, to make reparation um, for irreverence, idolatry, and blasphemy. I'll stop for a minute. It, it truly is um, something we, we have to take to heart, but I love how you put that, that when the Israelites came to their senses and went back to God, that God does the heavy lifting. Our job is not to save humanity. That's not for me to do, Father. That's not even for you to do. That's for our Lord to do. Our job is to draw close to him and allow him to save us and to spread the gospel so that others would draw close to him. But at the end of the day, there, there's no amount of heavy lifting I can do that compares with the Paschal sacrifice and the Paschal mystery. It, it's a really a wonderful thing for us. Sad to say, Father, we're out of time, but perhaps in the future we can dive even deeper deeper into this. Before we sign off, though, I do want to make sure we get to this. The Arch Confraternity that you've mentioned, where can our listeners go to find more information on this? They can go to our website, the League of St. Martin. We're a pie association that promotes devotion to the Holy Face and the Rosary, and that is www.martinians.org. And we have a place where there's a PDF they can print off and mail it to, to tours to become members of the Arch Confraternity. Wonderful. So that's Martinians, M-A-R-T-I-N-I-A-N-S? Yes, that's right. And then dot, dot .com or dot .org? I, I forgot what you said there. Dot .org. Dot .org. All right, wonderful. So there you have it, martinians.org. You can learn more information. You can print off a PDF to send in and be enrolled in the Arch Confraternity. Uh, if you missed our first conversation on the Holy Face and you've been listening to this saying, well, wait, hold on, i got to catch up here because this has been great, but I need the primer. Well, go back to the Roadmap to Heaven podcast and you can find our interview with Father Pullman there. Uh, Father Carney, thank you so much for taking the time with us today. Again, Father's book is The Secret of the Holy Face, The Devotion Destined to Save Society, available through Tan Books. Father, could I ask you to offer a prayer and a blessing for our listeners today? Sure. In the name of the Father, and Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end, amen. Benedictia demni potentis, patris, et filii, spiritus, antichindit, super, te vos et mani et semper, amen. Amen. Father Carney, thank you again for being with us, friends. We're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, if you are, did you know that Covenant Network offers great programming 24 hours a day on 43 stations in five states, plus streaming online? 
You can find our schedule, your local station, or listen online at www.ourcatholicradio.org. That's O-U-R catholicradio.org. We are back. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Last week, we started a conversation with Father Wade Menezes about New Year's resolutions, and that's where we are going to pick up the conversation this morning. So a couple things about these spiritual resolutions. Number one, monthly confession. That's very, very important. I've said it many times. For example, in honor of the first Friday devotion to the Sacred Heart or the first Saturday devotion to the Heart, the importance of a beautiful monthly confession. Weekly Eucharist is number two, coupled with a weekly visit to the Most Blessed Sacrament, whether in an adoration chapel where our Lord is exposed as our Eucharistic King in a monstrance, or maybe not exposed. Maybe there's not a Eucharistic adoration chapel, but the person can go in and make a holy hour before the tabernacle where the Blessed Sacrament's reserved. So we Weekly Eucharist, meaning Sunday obligation mass, coupled with a visit to the Blessed Sacrament. Number three, a morning offering. I'm big on the morning offering. I pray daily that the day that I do die, Adam, I will have made a morning offering. I, I pray that in my morning offering each, each day, that the day that I do die, I will have prayed a morning offering, right? And that's whether I, I die through a slow demise, like through an illness, or whether I die instantly in a car accident. Uh, God's will be done in all things, but I pray that on the, the day I do die, uh, I will have made a morning offering. Uh, number four and number five are, are simple enough. The daily rosary, five decades, and the daily divine mercy chaplet. Both recall uh, the reality of the economy of salvation, all those mysteries of Christ's life. And of course, uh, his passion, death, resurrection, and ascension into heaven are especially keen in contemplating on uh, the mystery of the divine mercy of God who sent his son for us. Number six, fasting according to the mind of Holy Mother Church. That's easy to do. Two small meals that together do not quite equal the one sustaining meal that we take. And nothing in between these three meals except for water or medication that we need to take, including vitamins. Well, heck, I do that practically every day, not even with the intention of, of fasting, but wanting just to be healthy and eat healthy. And so two small meals that together do not quite equal the one sustaining meal that we eat. Two daily examinations of conscience is number seven. You've already mentioned the particular exam in Adam, uh, where we look at a particular virtue we're trying to advance or a particular vice we're trying to uproot. At around midday, one o'clock or so, we want to see how we're doing with it, and we close it with an act of contrition, right? And then at the end of the day, just before we hit the pillow at night, we, we make what's called a general examination of conscience. And with both of these, we close with an act of contrition. Uh, it could be your favorite act of contrition out of your favorite Catholic prayer book. It could be the confidior from the mass, you know, I confess to Almighty God, etc. cetera. Uh, the short, fervent aspiration prayers said throughout the day, I'll, I'll come through those here shortly in a little bit when I, when I tell you what some of those are, but they help us practice the presence of God, right? The daily liturgical reader or the short meditation booklet for the day that has the, the mass readings in it, or at least the citations of the mass readings, is number nine on the list. The daily liturgical reader like Magnificat or One Bread, One Body, uh, The Word Among Us is another one that's out there. Number 10 is the use of sacramentals. I'm big on this one, whether in objects such as the use of holy water and religious metals, or in actions such as blessings uh, and the practice of indulgences, both plenary and partial, to wipe away any temporal punishment due to already forgiven mortal and venial sin. We do the works not for the works themselves, but we do the works because of the charity they foster uh, between ourselves and our neighbor on a natural and supernatural level. And that, of course, is tied very deeply to our relationship with the triune Godhead, 
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And 11 through 14 is sacred scripture, one chapter daily, the Bible with some meditation time. The Catechism of the Catholic Church, I like to say five numbered paragraphs daily, quick five to 10 minute exercise. Uh, right now, Father Mike Schmitz is going through the Catechism in a Year program following his Bible in a Year program. Both are very, very popular podcasts uh, in the religion section um, on iTunes. Number 13, uh, which is the third text on the list of the four texts, is Lives of the Saints, one per week. I'm a big advocate of the short, condensed version of the Lives of the Saints, where each saint's life is maybe a page to a page and a half long, um, because we learned that the saints suffered from different issues, dependencies, addictions. They had faux pas like we have faux pas, but they overcame them through a life of heroic virtue. And pay attention to those particular saints that had a the same state in life as you. Uh, I, now, I we all benefit from reading the life of any saint. So as a Catholic priest, I'll benefit from reading the life of a wife and mother saint, for example. All I'm saying is, is pay particular attention to those saints that have the same state in life as you. Why? Because you'll benefit especially from those, like myself, reading the lives of the priest saints, especially religious order priest saints. It's important to read the lives of the saints because the saints lived in the modern world of their time, just as we live in the modern world of our time. And if they can do it, we can do it. If I may, Father, make a real quick sure. plug here. Uh, we have two great podcasts out there if you need the short form. We have the Saint of the Day that Mike Roberts gives us every morning with the weather forecast. You can Beautiful. get that Saint of the Day in a podcast. It's about two minutes long. And if you'd like something more in-depth, we have The Lives of the Saints with Tom Shrewsbury. There's 30-plus episodes out there. They're about a half hour long, and they are deep dives into the lives of the saints. So if you want something in addition to that reading, just go to ourcatholicradio.org and click on Programs or go wherever you get your podcasts and type the Lives of the Saints Covenant Network, it will pop up. And I guarantee you it's a half hour well spent. Great, great, fantastic, fantastic. The the number 14 on the list, which is the fourth and final book, uh, is St. Faustina's Diary. Uh, so important for today in a, in a world that needs so much God's mercy. And of course, it's titled Divine Mercy in My Soul, her diary. Uh, Pope Benedict XVI, God rest his soul, uh, during the Jubilee year 2000, the year I was ordained a priest, he called St. Faustina's Diary, quote, one of the greatest works of mystical literature in the 2,000-year history of the church, end quote. Uh, you know, that means he's placing it right alongside on the bookshelf with other great spiritual classics like Thomas Aquinas's uh, uh, Summa or, you know, Thomas Akempis's uh, Imitation of Christ or Teresa of Avila's The Way of Perfection or John of the Cross's Dark Night of the Soul or Francis de Sales' Introduction to the Devout Life. You know, the list goes on and on. Augustine's City of God or Augustine's Confessions. Uh, St. Therese's Story of a Soul. You know, so, so it's very, very important. So Sacred Scripture, Catechism of the Catholic Church, Lives of the Saints, and St. Faustina's Diary are, are 11 through 14 on my list. Our goal is to keep plugging along and be faithful to our daily duty and, and what we're doing with Catholic Radio and, and giving the gospel and the good news to everybody. Amen. Father mentioned that this is all available on the Fathers of Mercy website, and let me just take you there right now. If you go to the website and you just click on the magnifying glass at the top of the screen and type in 14 spiritual exercises, they come up right here. It's so easy, and you there can find them there. We'll put a link to it with this. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast or on our video Right now, we'll put a link in the description so you can find this as well. But, Father, could I ask you to close us out with prayer and, and a blessing? 
Adam, may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon all of our Covenant Network listeners and remain with each and every one of you this day and always, St. Joseph, Terror of Demons. Pray for us. We are going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. When we come back, we'll have the uh, daily dose of encouragement for you. Stay tuned. Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, if you are, did you know that Covenant Network offers great programming 24 hours a day on 43 stations in five states, plus streaming online? You can find our schedule, your local station, or listen online at www.ourcatholicradio.org. That's O-U-R catholicradio.org. Visit us today. And now back to this podcast. Have you memorized Romans 5.5? 5? It's going to be on the test right now here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement. <laughs> Patty, take it away. All right. This week we're talking about supernatural optimism and hope to maybe help us all battle those winter blues. And the scripture verse is Romans 5.5. 5, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. All right. Now. We need to know what do we do or why sometimes then do we feel discouragement? Because that is real. Well, In Conversation with God, a book that I highly recommend all the time, book two, page 461, said this. The cause of discouragement is not the existence of difficulties, but rather the absence of a genuine desire for holiness and of reaching heaven. The cause for discouragement is usually we know we love God. We want to love him more. But we avail ourselves to difficulties to show him our love and grow in virtue. So if you're discouraged about something in your life, ponder this in light. How can I grow in holiness through this difficulty, with this pain, and in this trial? Think of the through him, with him, and in him, the doxology that we pray. Maybe we need to pray that with whatever it is that we're discouraged about. Through this difficulty, with this difficulty, in this difficulty, or through this pain, with this pain, in this pain, may I give you glory, may I grow in holiness. That's something very hard to do, but it's a practical way that we can perhaps look at the cause of our discouragement and then reach to heaven. Think about heaven, because remember, hope does not disappoint. Never, ever, ever. It didn't disappoint Pope John Paul II, even when he lost his mother and father and brother by the time he was 21. It did not disappoint St. Monica when she was disappointed about her son, St. Augustine. He eventually, through her prayers, converted. Hope does not disappoint. Romans 5, 5. Why? Because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. We're not joking. If you don't have it memorized today, you're going to have it memorized by the end of the week because there's a lot of encouragement to be drawn from this passage. Patty, thank you. Here's a quick catechism for you before we run out of time on the show today. We were talking about, uh, well, actually, Father Kirby was talking about responsorial psalms in the uh, homily we shared with you earlier on the show. And what is the relationship between the Psalter, the Book of Psalms, and the Rosary? Do you know? Do you know? Well, the Rosary is often referred to as Our Lady's Psalter. When Our Lady, uh, when the Blessed Mother gave the rosary to St. Dominic, she gave him three sets of mysteries, five mysteries each, with ten de- or, uh, five decades per set of mysteries. So five times three, 
times 10 is 150. There are 150 psalms. So if you couldn't pray the 150 psalms a day, you could pray the rosary. You could pray Our Lady's Psalter. And it was very common before, uh, you know, reading was a commonplace thing. The monks and the nuns in the cloisters would sing the psalms and the laity could pray the rosary. Now, I advocate both. You can pray your rosary and you could read a passage from Psalms each and every day. The Psalms are pretty short. You can take them one verse at a time, one Psalm at a time, however you may want to do it, uh, break it up. You know, if you're reading the Bible in a year, you'll get through the Psalms too. I, I guarantee you of that. But they're they're very well worth reading. We want to remind you that next week, Jason Everett is going to be at St. Mary's in Alton, Illinois, um, for a purified event. For more information on that, you can go to chastity.com. And if you're saying, wow, I'd like to go to that, but that's kind of a, you know, I'm, I'm in the west part of the St. Louis metro area. I don't know that I have the uh, time to get over to Alton and get back. Well, good news. He's also coming to St. Joseph Parish in Manchester on uh, March 12th as well. So chastity.com, if you go to events, you can find both of those. You do need a ticket to get in. Um, But it's pretty easy to do on the website there. So be sure to check that out. Men, have you registered for Catholic Men for Christ? I'm looking forward to spending the day with you on February 18th as we grow together in holiness. There's something about being together with other men, as we say, iron sharpens iron. And uh, ladies, don't forget Catholic Women for Christ is coming up in March. For more information on those, the easiest place to go is ArchSTL. That's archstl.org. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end, amen. Our Lady, Queen of all saints, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, another title I love for the Blessed Mother, Our Lady of Good Counsel, asking her to show us the way to do God's will. She doesn't give us bad advice. She just says, do what he tells you to do. This is the best counsel we could receive. Do what our Lord tells you to do. So let's uh, keep that in mind as we go about our Tuesday today. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thank you for listening to Roadmap to Heaven. And as the Blessed Mother wants us to do every day, pray your rosary today.